0: Hello, and welcome to the Yarniax podcast. This is episode number 201, which we're recording on Saturday, September 7th, 2019. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're again at the University of California at Santa Cruz, probably our last one this summer, because school will be back in session soon. They're on the quarter system, so they don't start until mid to late September. So move in will be pretty soon. In a couple weeks. Yeah. Which means we won't be here anymore. And <laughs> that's sad because just as we pulled up, we saw a mommy deer and her baby go wandering yeah. through. That was very nice and peaceful. And we're under a tree right now that's dropping stuff straight into our laps. So if you hear little clinks and stuff, we apologize. <laughs> but the tree is like trying to tell us we're not
1: welcome here or something. Or it's like Wizard it's fall. of Oz.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So what are you wearing? I was wearing my Love note sweater, which is a pattern by Tin Can Knits. I was wearing the first love note that I made, which I made in a Madeline Tosh yarn that they don't make anymore. It's a linen wool blend that turned out really nice. Mm -hmm. I was just telling somebody that the reason I used that yarn is because it was that odd amount. It was two skeins, and I had had it in my stash for so long and didn't quite know what to make with it, so... And it's very happy to have found a pattern to use it for. Yes. You were telling Tamara, our friend Tamara came
0: up to Santa Cruz and we just got to spend a little while with her at the yarn store, which is very delightful.
1: I don't know what kind of bird that is. Is it a squirrel? I think it's a squirrel.
0: I don't know if the microphone's picking it up, but it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's up in the
1: crook of that. Oh, I see it.
0: So Gail, what
1: are you wearing? (laughs) I am
0: not wearing anything hand-knit at the moment, but last night Charlene and I spent the evening together and I was wearing my Little Bird, which is a sweater pattern by Vera Valley Mackie that's knit in lace weight yarn and it's stripes of lace pattern and stockinette. And it's just so perfect for almost chilly evenings, so I can't wait to knit another one. It's high up on my want to knit list. So one of my favorite recent finished objects.
1: Yay. Yeah, it looked great. Thank you. What are you stocking? Stocking a couple of things. We haven't recorded a regular episode in a month, so we have a few things to talk about yeah. today. <laughs>
0: it's like up.
1: Yeah. First thing I am stocking is a pullover sweater called Miss Sony Accomplished. And it, the designer is Melissa... Clulo and she is the designer of the chevron baby blanket that I have made previously oh. and the Masoni accomplished sweater has wait for it chevrons across <laughs> the front it actually has two rows of chevrons and it it looks like It's a little reminiscent of the Charlie Brown shirt, the very iconic Charlie Mm -hmm. Brown shirt, because it's got the zigzag. So some of them that are made with the light colored sweater with the dark chevron are a little reminiscent of Charlie Brown, but it's got two rows. So it, it looks a little bit, it looks different, but the sample on the pattern page is just this lovely gray and cream combo and i really like it it's very pretty it's knit top down and it's a free ravelry downloadable pattern and some of the pattern some of the projects have been made just with straight stripes instead of the chevron stripes but it was just very cute it looked like a Simple pattern, easy to knit, easy to wear, but the chevron just gave it a little something different. I liked it. I can't (laughs) wait to see that. And then, let's see, two episodes ago, I mentioned a couple of designs from a designer named Noma Andalovu. And I liked, let's see, I liked one of her shawls. And this time... I noticed she's got a new sweater out that's called the Graceful Leaves Pullover, which is a drop shoulder pullover with a leaf motif all over the body. Mm. And, you know, I like I like I always like the leaf things. I like drop shoulder and it's a really good combination. It looks very, very nice. It's knit in DK weight. It looks like it would be very wearable. I, it just seems very autumnal to me. Well, it the sounds leaf, like yeah, it Leaves. <laughs> yeah. So I really liked that. So that was the Graceful Leaves Pullover by Noma Endelover. And then I keep mentioning crochet designs, yes, don't you do. I? And I'm not necessarily stalking crochet designs, but I keep seeing cute, crochet designs pop up in the hot right now. I don't, like I've said before, I don't exclude crochet designs because I want to see both that come up. And this time I found one from a designer named Tony Lipsy, and it is called the French Press C-A-L crochet along so the noise you're hearing right now
0: there's a hawk flying overhead and the crows are chasing it oh so that may be why that squirrel was making those noises too there's a giant hawk flying over our heads so wildlife sighting sorry to interrupt you
1: (laughs) so the french press is the name of the sweater and then on the pattern page it also says cal because the way she's running it is that you buy the pattern And event support. So there's apparently videos and some kind of group discussion if you choose to participate in this event. And the cardigan itself is really cute. It It is is cute. Yes. It's an open front cardigan. And the top looks like it's knit from sleeve across sideways to the other sleeve and then to knit the skirt or the body of the sweater you pick up stitches and crochet down and somewhat open front kind of a style that you could wear any time of year because you could wear it over long sleeve short sleeve but it was just really cute and i thought it was great to have a crochet design like that yeah what weight yarn was it it is let's see oh i didn't write it down but i i think it may have been a dk weight yeah i was wondering
0: we looked at charlene showed it to me last night and i of course started stash diving in my head but then i realized i didn't know what weight
1: it was so that was ineffective (laughs) yeah i definitely want to try a crochet piece sometime soon because I keep seeing all these cute things popping up so that's very interesting and I hope that some crocheters will start showing us their finished projects so we can see them too (laughs) well Mary who is coney hot dog and I, I think that's her revelry name mm-hmm. she's
0: the crocheter slash knitter and for colors of fall she knit something oh but she often
1: crochets and she's cool. crocheted several sweaters so cool yeah so yeah i'm not sure how this is run exactly you can look at the pattern page if you're interested the designer is tony lipsy and One of the questions that I could not find is if after the event is over, I wonder if the pattern will be available separately, or even if the pattern is available separately, if perhaps you are a more advanced crocheter and don't necessarily need the pattern support. I'm Mm -hmm. not sure about that. So that's something if you're interested, you'll have to take a look and find out. So Gail, what are you stocking? I have three items on
0: my stocking list and I'm going to go out of my intended order because one of them is a sideways knit sweater. Oh. (laughs) So you know how this happens. Charlene and I always have similar things going on. So that was a crocheted side to side. This one is knit side to side and I've never done one before. Charlene has done Mm -hmm. patterns that are side to side. So basically you start at one cuff. It's knit flat. So you start at the cuff, you knit a sleeve flat, then you increase to do the body flat, and then you decrease to knit the second sleeve flat. And then you seam it all the way under. So from one cuff all the way under, and then down to the bottom of the right side of the sweater, and then the same on the left side of the sweater. And it's really, really cute. This one is the Geneva sweater by Cowgirl Blues, who is a designer I had not heard of before. And the reason this one caught my eye is because it's a lace weight sweater. And I love lace weight sweaters. So as soon as I noticed that, I thought, ooh, I've got to look at this. (laughs) And I think it would be interesting to knit something like that because one, I've never done it. But two, talk about easy knitting. I mean, it's just stockinette straight through. And the only thing that that I was thinking is you would have to judge how long you wanted it and really make sure your gauge was spot on, etc., to know how many increases you really needed. Because if you were, if you didn't do enough increases, it would end up shorter than you wanted it. Or if you did too many, it would end up longer than right. you wanted it because you can't adjust it if it's side to side knit. Yeah. So that was going through my mind as I was looking at it, but it's a, just a super simple design. There aren't many design elements to it at all. It's just a cute little lace weight sideways knit sweater. So that's the Geneva sweater by Cowgirl Blues. The second sweater I'm stocking is called Iveal, maybe is how it's pronounced, I-V-Y-L-E, by the designer Quenna Lee. And I'd never noticed this cute, cute pattern before until Alex, who is under Dutch Sky, knit it for the colors of Fall Knit Along. And she used a beautiful pink coast yarn. Yes, I saw that. (gasps) It's beautiful, Alex. Really
1: nice. I saw that photo. It's gorgeous. She's standing next to her
0: spinning wheel. And this one is knit bottom up. It's also knit in lace weight yarn, although Alex used Coast, which is a very light fingering. Mm -hmm. And there's a beautiful lace panel in the front top of the sweater. It's just very pretty. It's A-line shaped. And I think it has bracelet length sleeves. Something like that. So I would adjust the sleeve length to either be three quarters or full length but it's a very beautiful design and that's iville by quenna lee and then the third thing i'm stocking is probably pretty predictable hokey's newest wrap (laughs) is called ashes and as soon as it came out i fell in love with it it is a very beautiful rectangular wrap and it's knit with one skein of fingering and two skeins of mohair silk lace not held doubled so she, there is a lace panel at either end of the rectangle. And then in the middle are stripes of the mohair and the fingering. It looks really pretty. It looks really light. It looks like something you'd wear as a scarf, probably. Mm-hmm. And it's just so feminine and dainty and lovely. So I may have done some stash diving and maybe have acquired some yarn. And that might be an upcoming vacation. knit. <laughs> Because I really fell hard for that one. I thought, oh, it's so pretty. So that is Ashes by Hohe Locatelli. We would like to thank our September sponsor, Dragonfly Fibers. And you guys know how we feel about Dragonfly Fibers. We love their yarn. Dragonfly Fibers creates hand-dyed artisan yarns and fibers in vivid and sophisticated colorways. We can be found in select local yarn shops and this fall at Shenandoah Fiber Festival, Rhinebeck, and SAF. We'll be bringing new kits, including Soldatna by Caitlin Hunter and Stonecrop by Andrea Mowry. We'll also have our latest charity colorway, Streets of Laredo, supporting an effort to help people detained at the border and much, much more. Hope to see you at one of these great events. As always, you can find all of our yarns and fibers on our website, www.dragonflyfibers.com. Come see why we say that dragonfly fibers
1: are the colors of happiness. And you just wound some. I just wound a skein of Pixie, which is their 100% superwash merino single-ply fingering weight yarn in the higgy or hoogie colorway. Mm. I've heard that word pronounced many many different ways. So I'm not exactly sure, but the color is silver and gold. It's gorgeous. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I can't wait to make a shawl i've been watching charlene consider
0: purchasing the skein for a very (laughs) long time and she finally went for it and you're planning to knit
1: i think i'm going to make the storm shawl the storm shawl by hohi locatelli i think that will be perfect i think so it the storm shawl incorporates dropped stitches and i think it will be lovely and show off the beautiful silver and gold Thank you, Dragonfly. What have you been knitting? Believe it or not, I am making another (laughs) Love Note sweater. (laughs) Hey, I wear them. (laughs) You do. You totally do. So this one will be my third for me. And the reason that I'm making it is because I'm making one using the Western Sky Knits Merino 17 and the Western Sky Knits Mohair, Mohair Silk. Lace. And it was and the
0: Merino 17 you were winding by hand the last time we yes. recorded. Yes. And
1: I want to wear this sweater to Stitches Salt Lake City when I work with the dyer Kim there for the event. And I wanted to have a new Western Sky Knit sweater Yay! to wear. <laughs> so the two colors that I am using it the first one, the Merino 17, is a gray with speckles of purple. And blue, and it looks really pretty on its own, but but it looks amazing (laughs) when you blend it with a purple mohair silk lace. I love the fabric. It's so pretty. Love it, love it, love it. The Merino 17 is a 17 micron Merino, which makes it very, very soft. And it's a fingering weight yarn, and it looks plumper you had commented that it almost looks bigger than a fingering weight mm-hmm. but when you knit it it really is a fingering weight it's just so soft that it it compresses and it's also just poofy <laughs> <laughs> so pretty and and soft so the two colors really look amazing together i feel very lucky when i picked those colors that they worked so well because when you blend two colors, you sometimes just don't know how it's going to look. Yep, yep. But these two look great. It's an adventure every time. It's such an adventure to blend colors, to blend yarns, to get a single single fabric with two yarns. Love it. And the second thing that I am knitting is the Perfect Reversible Watch Cap by Nancy Elizabeth Monroe. This is the second time I have knit this pattern. I knit one for my son several months ago, and I knew I would knit it again because it's just a great pattern. Very simple ribbing. Basic ribbing. You can knit it long enough so that it has a fold-up brim, brim and then the decreases look nice at the top. So I'm very happy with the way this one is turning out and that's it how about you what are you
0: knitting i'm knitting a stash busting helix hat which is a free pattern on ravelry by jessica rose and i just realized that i made a mistake like Uh-oh. literally just as you said that <laughs> so this hat is a really fun way to use up scraps mm-hmm And it's written for worsted, but you can do it in any weight yarn you want. And I'm using DK weight scraps. And basically you knit the brim in ribbing. And then when you start the body, you knit 44 stitches, which is half of the stitches in the first contrast color. Then you drop that color and pick up the second contrast color. Then you knit the second 44 stitches and you're back to where you started. Then you drop your second contrast pick up the original color for the brim. And you keep doing that at the same place every time you come to the last yarn you dropped. And you don't have to twist the yarns or anything. You just pick up the one you dropped and keep knitting. And it makes perfect stripes that go around the hat. It's kind of like magic. And I just realized what I did is I forgot to pick up the last color so I kept one stripe is is all the same color now instead of (laughs) it was supposed yeah oh well it'll all work out no one will ever notice but me probably but great pattern I'm really enjoying it I tried to knit one once not that long ago and for some reason couldn't get my mind around (laughs) how the yarn was going to work and how (laughs) that's what happened to me yeah I was like I just don't get it but once I actually knit it and trusted the pattern it's Super simple. Super fun. So that's the Stash Busting Helix Hat by Jessica Rose. And I'm still working on my two sweaters, the Maypop Hoodie, and that's by Susanna Winter, and Like a Cloud by Hohilo Catelli. I've been working on both of those for quite some time now, but I'm happy to report I'm getting close to being done with Maypop. I had nine hours of unexpected knitting time this week. And now, yeah, it was a marathon knitting session. My parents are moving to Brookings, Oregon, which is eight hours away if I'm driving. It's nine hours away (laughs) if someone else is driving. So on the way up, I drove my mom's car up there to drop it off at their new house. She drove on the way back. So I was able to knit for nine hours straight on the way back. So I made huge progress on both of those sweaters. And the Maypop, I'm almost done with the patterned part of the body before you get to the hem, which isn't ribbing. It's a an interesting, you purl one, and then on the return row, you knit one, slip one, knit one, slip one, and then you purl all the way across. It's a really cool, different fabric. I've never done that particular stitch pattern, I don't think. So it'll be more enjoyable for me to knit than ribbing, regular ribbing. So that's the maypop hoodie and like a cloud i also got several inches of that done since we last recorded so hopefully before i leave on vacation in a little over a week i'll have maypop finished and i'll get to cast on something new of which i have an ever-growing list of things i want to cast on right now so i'm trying (laughs) to finish a sweater so that i can cast on at least one more new one so that's what i've been knitting so since we haven't talked about what we've finished in weeks is it going to be impressive what we finished? I finished a couple <laughs> things.
1: <laughs> I finished the Maypop hoodie, which is Yay! the sweater that Gail just mentioned that she's knitting, patterned by Susanna Winter. I'm knitting mine for my Colors of Fall 2019 entry. I still need to put buttons on it, but it can be worn without buttons as well. Uh, buttonholes were one of the many options for closures of oh, this sweater because it can, it, it can have buttons or not because there is also a little belt. So you could opt not to have buttons at all. I went ahead and put the buttonholes in because I figured I'll probably put buttons on it eventually, though I haven't purchased any. I think Gail and I might both go yep. button shopping next week for our may pop hoodies yep and at that point i'll figure out the buttons but right now i have knit the belt and i was just finishing weaving in ends last night and i was going to try it on today before i came but i did not get a chance to so when i get home i'm going to be trying it on the first time everything will be done except for the buttons that's so exciting yeah the coast yarn that I used is so nice and light I think it was perfect for the sweater I think I'll be able to wear it through the fall quite a bit because our fall oftentimes during the day can get very very warm and then in the mornings and late afternoon early evening it will get chilly again Yeah, perfect fall sweater. perfect fall sweater. So that is the May Pop Hoodie by Susanna Winter. The next thing that I finished is the oddly named 009 Hat (laughs) by Annika Andrea Volke. And I think it's just, it's a Rowan kit. Oh, it's not a James Bond reference? That's 007. That's 007. Yeah, I think it's just... A Rowan pattern, and they just gave it a number. It's the 009 hat. That's a very exciting name. Yes, very very exciting exciting name. Very descriptive. (laughs) And it really is just a ribbed hat, very basic ribbing pattern, and it has a big, huge pom-pom on the top, and it's sold as a kit where you get the skein of felted tweed, the pom-pom, and the pattern all together so I knit it up for a little store sample. I changed it up a little bit because for some reason the hat was written to be knit flat and seamed. It was easy enough to just change that to knit in the round. When a hat is knit flat and seamed, I guess sometimes there must be a benefit to having a seam. I don't know. I could not figure out if there was any benefit for this hat having a seam. So I that's why I I just knitted in the round instead. Maybe it was
0: was meant to be a basic pattern for people who haven't started knitting and knitting in the round or more comfortable knitting
1: flat. That could be. I yeah, I'm really not sure why someone would knit a hat flat unless yes perhaps they don't know how to knit in the round i'm not sure when
0: we were in the yarn shop the other day a woman came in who was on vacation and we were she had purchased some needles at the shop that were circular needles and she said she didn't like them because she was used to knitting with straight needles and we were all saying how we've become used to circular needles but she knits
1: she knits a with different her, style. Yeah, with the yes, needles she puts under her the under needles arm. under her arm. So yeah. So in that, that case you'd want to knit be, it flat. Yeah, yeah. So that's another so, reason, maybe. Either way, you can knit it either way. It's a cute little ribbed hat and has a one of those big oversized pom poms on the top. It was a it was a quick, easy knit. And then the third thing that I have finished is is my second derecho t-shirt by that derecho is a pattern by allison green i'm there's a little bit of repetition going on in here (laughs) you know we're both knitting we knit we've knit a lot of the same things and we're both knitting second items of things that we've knit previously and that's what i was going to say we're both kind of in a place where we need something that Is not taking too much brain power Mm -hmm. and is comforting. So we're, we're finding that we're both knitting items a second time, items that we like. And Mm -hmm. the Derecho t shirt is a very simple top down t shirt, tunic length. I knit mine in the Holskarn tides in the fuchsia color way, which is a lovely purple, pinkish, color, and the Tides is a wool silk yarn. So I'm really happy. Yeah, I haven't seen very that one, very one on very you yet. happy. I, I saw I, pictures, oh, I but I haven't it. seen it. I absolutely love it. The derecho pattern is also made for a heavier weight yarn, and I knit this one in the, like I mentioned, it's the Tides, and the Tides is a fingering weight yarn. It's a lighter yarn, so I was really happy to be able to knit it in a thinner fabric. I found I really liked that, and I knit... It's a little bit smaller than the first one that I made, and it it worked out perfectly. So did you change the size you knit at all, or did
0: you knit the same size with a smaller yarn and a tighter gauge?
1: Yes, that's what I did, because I did want it a little bit smaller, and the pattern is top-down, and everything... Not it's th- the yoke section is done by Rose, but I found I didn't need to change
0: anything. Wow, it worked
1: out okay, yeah. it worked out, yeah, because I want to see it in the fingering weight, mm. mm-hmm. yeah, it worked out fine. I was That's very great. happy with it. That's so that nice. is derecho, so by two sweaters and green, and two hats, two sweaters, and one hat. Oh, one hat, yeah. sorry, yeah. So, how about you?
0: What have you finished? I finished my Hydrangea Striped Blanket, which Mm. is the crochet pattern by Attic 24. And I ended up using so much of my own DK weight scraps that I had to ask Charlene and Carol (laughs) for some of theirs. So I ended up using almost all of my DK weight scraps. That's awesome. A good amount of Charlene's DK weight scraps. And I even used some of my fingering weight scraps held doubled. Oh, that's great. And it's a really pretty blanket. It turned out really nice. And I'm using the last bits of the DK weight scraps in these Helix hats. So I, for some reason, I cannot just throw away <laughs> the smallest chunks of yarn. So I find that I'm going to be knitting at least two more Helix hats after this because it works. I can't just get rid of the yarn. I have yeah. to use it. So good pattern for using up any amount of scraps you may have is that stash busting helix hat, which is the second thing I finished. So when, when I had thought I was only using pinks and grays in the hydrangea stripe blanket, there were some colors that weren't going to go with my palette. And so I put them off to the side and they were so pretty together (laughs) that I knit a helix hat with these three colors. One was a Dream in color DK blue. That was gorgeous. I'd knit a hat with that for Melissa and it, this was the leftover of that hat. There was some of the wasabi green DK weight wool that I used in my shell seeker. And there was some knitted wit DK. That was a speckled colorway that I used for Melissa also for socks from us. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And these three colors looked so good together That I almost want to keep the hat because it's so pretty. But like I told Charlene, it's not a hat I would probably wear because too much green and yellow in it for my skin tone. So it will be a charity hat. But it turned out so pretty. I'm so in love with it. And it's just warm and cushy. And I had enough of the blue that I used it for the main color. And I knit a longer brim so you could fold the brim, double the brim up because I'm sending them to the Pine Ridge Reservation Charity. And I wanted them to be nice and toasty warm. So, yeah, I'm going to be sending the hats, the blanket, the fiddly bits cowl, and the second fairy dust sweater that I knit. So, yeah, I'm super, super happy with that. So I feel like I did some good charity knitting this year (laughs) and charity crochet.
1: So something Gail and I talk about amongst ourselves quite a bit, and we've never really broached the subject on the podcast is knitting for changing bodies mm-hmm. as women our bodies change a lot through our lifetime we gain weight lose weight we can go through pregnancy and postpartum weight and you exercise and you stop exercising and it just, it just changes. It's yep. a fact of life. You age, your body changes. Some of the changes you, you have no control over. Yep. That's one of the issues that both Gail and I are facing as we age. I think everybody faces yep. this as you age. There are certain things that happen that you really have no control over. And maybe your sweater size changes as a result. And maybe your sweater size changes. We have noticed that there are certain designs and certain styles that are more friendly to changing bodies. And if you think about those changes, if if you can, sometimes you don't know, but if you think about changes that your body might be going through presently, as you pick sweaters, you can pick styles that will continue to work with your changing body.
0: Yeah, that give you more longevity
1: long in your sweater. Yes, that's yeah. a good way of looking at it. It will fit you longer. Yes. For example, the big one that Gail and I often mention is when you are pregnant, what kind of design can you wear that will take you through your pregnancy and through postpartum and then can you still wear it after you're pregnant oftentimes the basic open front cardigans yep can be worn through pregnancy through postpartum and post-pregnancy as well and what we're talking about are simple cardigans that may or may not meet in the front. If they do meet in the front, a lot of times they have the top closures. And when you're pregnant, you can still wear them very easily. <laughs> yeah, and there's the mama vertebrae sweater
0: that has, not only does it not meet in the center, but it's intentionally mm-hmm. way back over your shoulders. So it kind of frames your belly if, mm-hmm. you,
1: if you like. And yeah.
0: it has a matching baby sweater. So yes, that's cute too. That is
1: very cute. That's very cute. A lot of the A-line shaped sweaters will also work with pregnancy. Mm-hmm. If it's something that has a, a closure that's intended to be worn closed, you may not be able to wear it closed at the peak of your pregnancy, but you may still be able to get it to work even if you can't close it all the way. Yep. There are different ways that you can make it work through
0: pregnancy and after. And that's just one example of the changing body. Mm -hmm. So as I've aged, my pear shape has become more and more pronounced. So one of the things that I've embraced is the A-line sweater. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy in most sweater patterns to add increases for your hips. So a lot of women have a difference in size between their bust measurement and their hip measurement. Some of us are straight up and down and have the same measurement in both, but often one is different than the other in either direction. So if you're bigger at the bottom, you can add increases as you go down the body of your sweater. If it's a top down sweater, you could do the reverse for a bottom up. But for my Maypop hoodie, she has shaping where it's a typical hourglass type of shaping. You decrease as you get past the bust and then you increase out again for the hips. Well, instead of doing that in that particular pattern, I started doing A-line increases. So every eight to 10 rows, I think on that one it's 10, I decided to do an increase row. So I increase Mm -hmm. four stitches on each of my increase rows. So I will have it roomier for my hips so that i don't end up with a sweater that's too tight around my hips that makes me feel uncomfortable or i don't think it's flattering so that's a, a technique that i've used and embraced ever since the confetti sweater came mm-hmm. out i think i've done many a-line modifications for myself and then of course the boxy sweater i think the boxy sweater looks good on almost everyone i've ever seen try it I on i do too yeah i think it's a very flattering shape for most people And it's very forgiving. So that's a a style I can wear and feel comfortable in, whether I'm wearing a skirt or I don't really wear it with leggings because I don't like my butt to be uncovered and boxy (laughs) sweaters are shorter. So I don't really wear it with leggings, but I, and I don't wear jeans. I don't enjoy wearing jeans, but you could wear it with jeans, obviously, Mm -hmm. and look super stylish. So the boxy sweater is, and not just the hokey boxy sweater, I mean the boxy style sweater, yes. of which there are many, many different patterns on Ravelry, and some of them have texture, some of them have lace, some of them have cables, there are almost as many different varieties you, as you can imagine, and in all different weights. So that's a really good option too. And then there was one more we were thinking of, oh, just the positive ease sweaters. There are so many sweaters with positive ease that maybe they aren't that boxy look, but they're still oversized enough. When I was knitting sweaters 10 years ago, I was mostly knitting fitted sweaters Mm -hmm. and really enjoying the fitted sweater look, but that's kind of not really in style anymore.
1: It's interesting. There are so many positive ease sweaters now, and I often wonder, are they trend-driven Or fit driven because the oversized boxy type sweaters are so much more forgiving in terms of making them. Mm -hmm. In addition to being easy to wear, but making them, it makes it so much easier (laughs) because you don't have to worry so much about that fit that, that perfect close fit, fit mm-hmm. that perfect fit mm-hmm. measuring you can't you just know your bust is about this measurement yeah and since there's going to be 10 inches of ease as long as you're pretty close you're good to go
0: yeah so it's it's a point. very
1: forgiving make as well as a very forgiving item to wear. yeah
0: because yes. that's true when for the fitted sweaters, because I have a high waist, I have a very defined waist, but it's much higher than most sweater patterns will tell you to place it. Mm-hmm. So I had to figure out my own formula for where my decreases for my waist had to hit and then where my increases had to go to fit my specific shape. So it was more work to knit those sweaters. Right. And now, you know, I throw in some increased stitches right. for my hips and I'm good to go. So right. that's a very good point. And the fitted sweaters also, I remember a lot of conversations taking place where people would measure their bust and their upper bust circumferences. Mm -hmm. So if you were knitting a fitted sweater and you measure your bust circumference and you have a big difference between your bust and your upper bust, which would be under your underarms, so not at the fullest point of your bust, if you have a big difference between those two, and you choose to knit a sweater that's the size of your full bust it's probably going to be too big in the upper bust and the shoulders so a lot of mm-hmm. people i knew who were knitting fitted sweaters were having issues where oh my gosh my sweater's too big it looks sloppy oh, on I top yeah. so there was a lot of talk for fitted sweaters about okay well knit a smaller size that's cast right. if it's a, for example if it's top down you would cast on a smaller size that's more appropriate for your upper upper, upper torso, and then maybe use bust darts to make it fuller for your full bust measurements and then knit the rest of the sweater per the smaller size. So there are ways that you can adjust a sweater for different parts of your own body. Right. So full bust, you might use bust darts. Um, I use increases for my, to have roomier bottoms in my sweaters.
1: And to bring that back around to changing bodies, that's something that's definitely going to be harder. And sometimes you won't be able to have a sweater fit the before and after body kind of thing. Yes, Because if you're making it fitted on your shoulders and then, for example, you start going to the gym or lifting heavy kids and you yeah. increase a lot up here sometimes or if you gain weight there yeah, or yeah sometimes you can't make that work so sometimes of these it,
0: options will work for you and sometimes sometimes they yeah. won't
1: and yeah sometimes it's just about accepting and moving on and moving that sweater to somebody else who it will fit yeah and Being lucky enough to have the skill to make yourself another sweater that will fit you because you're still making a wonderful piece of personally fitted clothing. Yep. (laughs) So I've learned to embrace that
0: my body is changing and I've passed all my fitted sweaters on. I think I kept a couple that were cropped so they still work for my body, Mm -hmm. but moved most of my fitted sweaters on to other homes and... I'm very happy about that because they aren't comfortable for me to wear anymore. Not just because I'm larger, but because I don't feel as comfortable in fitted clothes because people, at least in Santa Cruz, aren't really wearing those anymore. So it just felt too odd to me. Mm -hmm. So it felt healthier to move them out of my closet. And
1: I'm just happier in the sweaters that I have now. Mm And. In terms of that making you happier to move them out of your closet, that is part of acceptance, figuring out what makes you happy. Because for me, I know that if I keep a sweater that perhaps doesn't fit me anymore, that sweater sitting there in the closet, not being worn, will continue to plague me it's heavy and it's, yeah, it's heavy, heavy, it weighs on, heavy, you. heavy yes. on me yes. yes same and i think oh i made this sweater i don't wear it anymore i should be wearing it but if i accept and move it out i think it's better for my own mental health yes i absolutely <laughs> agree with you so that was
0: a healthy thing for me to kind of purge the closet And Charlene and I were also talking about if you ever have the opportunity to work with a seamstress or if Elizabeth Doherty ever teaches a class near (laughs) you, having someone who knows what they're doing take your measurements is so important because many of us have tried to do it on our own and your measurements don't come out very accurate if you're trying to hold the tape measure and figure out where your full bust measurement or your full hip measurement is on your own in a mirror. It's not very easy to do. So having someone else take your measurements is really a valuable thing. And not just upper bust, or I'm sorry, full bust, full hips and waist, but from your underarm to your waist. And then from your underarm to the point where you want your sweaters to hit. I like mine to hit high hip. Mm -hmm. So knowing that those lengths can also be very helpful in knitting a sweater that you like the fit of on your body. And with Elizabeth, what she does, if you ever see her at a Stitches event or something like that. She has a swatch that she carries around with her that she puts on your shoulders and she'll talk you through how you should modify one of her designs, which are the majority of which are drop shouldered to get the best look for yourself. And Charlene and I had never compared our shoulders before. <laughs> and at the last knockers event, People were talking about the difference in shoulder shapes, yeah. and we stood together looking in the mirror, and the shape of our shoulders is so dramatically different. It it explained why many sweater Charlene knits stay on her body, but the same sweater on me slides off because my shoulders are very sloped,
1: whereas my shoulders come out very square, almost very straight across. I've been told many times in yoga class, like I said, that I carry that. I carry my shoulders up around my ears because I'm, I'm so tense and I, I hold my shoulders tight. And I don't know if that's necessarily true 100% of the time, but I do have very square shoulders compared to Gail's, great gracefully sloping ah, shoulders. See, and I would say that I'm like this
0: <laughs> slouch person and Charlene sees very nicely shaped. So it's funny how we view the other that way. But the the key point that I wanted to make that Charlene and I were talking about this last yeah. night is that two people who have the
1: same exact measurements, Charlene and I don't we but, don't, but, but if there could, were yeah. two people had the exact same measurements could still have differently shaped shoulders. Or,
0: and so the same sweater knit with the same yarn at the same gauge for the same size can fit two people very differently. Yeah. So yeah. that's another thing to keep in mind with changing bodies. So it's not just the changing body. It's also your particular body shape can affect what you're knitting and how it looks on you. So Because
1: your body shape will change as you age. For sure. Yeah. So my shoulders will probably
0: become more sloped. (laughs) Probably. I mean, that would be the natural progression. Or if you have a very, very full bust, then you're going to have to have room in your sweaters for things like that. And especially if you're, you know, going through a pregnancy and things, Mm -hmm. your bust size is going to change for sure. So things like that are just things to try to keep in mind and don't lament them, just accept them and knit sweaters that are going to make you happy. Mm
1: -hmm. It can be hard. It's kind of hard. It's hard for women to accept the changes. to, To change. And I think as makers, and since we make our own clothing, we maybe see those changes in a different way than people who don't make their clothing see them. And maybe maybe people who don't make their clothing I don't know. Aren't maybe, just self-aware? Maybe. 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 I'm not sure. That's that's kind of a blanket statement, so that might not necessarily be true, but it's more significant when you make your own clothing, yeah. those changes, because that's what you do every day. So you're making clothing, so you're really hyper-focused on your own body, shape, size, changes, all of those things. Yep. Body oh, and Gail had mentioned measuring doing getting your measurements done another thing that i recommend to people is take a sweater and take a t-shirt yes. that you love the fit of and measure those make a little drawing and put all the measurements in put the put the distance between so you have the the height of pieces and the width of pieces put as many measurements in there As you can so that when you look at a schematic you can look at those measurements and know that this is a flat drawing of a sweater I want to make this is a this is a flat drawing of a sweater that I have made and these are the measurements that I really like and you can look at one to the other and hopefully get some good information that you can use to pick the correct size to make for yourself. Because from one designer to the other, sizes aren't necessarily always going to be the same. For example, if you consistently make the third size with one designer, it might be different when you go to another designer. Oh, definitely. So you can't always go by... I'm the always letter, a medium. Yes. Right. Oh, that letter. Yeah. Because the letters can change. A medium with one designer could be a medium, could be a very different, could be a large with Absolutely, another designer. Yeah. It's the same as when you shop in the store. Yeah. When you go from store to store, brand you may wear a large in one store and an extra large in another store. Yep. So just be aware, but it's sometimes if you can't necessarily your own body measurements done regularly because you should continue to have them done every few months or so if possible because if your body is changing if you're exercising if you're going through postpartum if if something like that you may need to have those measurements done more often but measuring a sweater or a t-shirt that you love is a really good way of getting some information quickly
0: And I was going to say, just like love your stash, try to love the yarn you have, love the body you have. And if you're not knitting sweaters because your body isn't your definition of perfect, forget it. Just knit a sweater, see how you like it, and then go from there. I mean, if, like many women, I think that I should be slimmer than I am. So I think, oh, I'll lose weight, so I'll knit this sweater at a smaller size because I'm going to be smaller when I'm done. Well,
1: that's just ridiculous. So... That sweater's going to sit there and stare at you and, and make not you feel worse. <laughs> exactly. So just love your
0: sweaters, love your knitting, whatever it's going to be. Yeah. And enjoy it because yeah. we're supposed to love this craft that we do. And it's not supposed to bring us any kind of stress or
1: frustration or guilt or anything right. else like that. And right. if you have
0: a changing body,
1: go with it. Right. Yep. And Changing bodies, knitting for kids is always going to be a challenge. Sometimes a garment can go through with kids going through a couple of growth spurts and ways you can prolong the life of a garment if you choose to do that are by lengthening a garment. If a garment is made top down and it's possible to either lengthen it at a later date or make it long to begin with. Mm -hmm. I remember when my kids hit the, probably the top end of toddler sizes, like four T sizes, those sizes around that age, they ended up could wear, could wear those sizes for a couple of years because even though they got taller, their torso Stayed the same. Yeah. So and as long as it didn't become too short. Right. Yeah. And so it's not going to be the same for every kid because a lot of most kids grow in height and then they fill out, grow in height, and <laughs> they then grow they out, out and up. Yeah. And out and out. <laughs> yeah. And so it changes, of course, from child to child. But sometimes you can find ways to make that sweater last longer if that. Is something that you want. Sometimes you don't mind, and you just take that garment, and you can pass it on to another small child. So, and there's always the trick of knitting longer sleeves, so they just but, roll yeah, the sleeves yeah, and then long, unroll them as they longer get older. in length. Yeah, and generally that will work once they like. I'm maybe the older toddlers because once they're babies, the baby sizes that doesn't really work so well. Yeah, yeah.
0: Unless you're going to like fold them over their little nails. Alex did that with Olivia. (laughs) And I do have to say in regards to children knits, Olivia turned eight months old yesterday. And Alex sent me a picture of her wearing her baby sweater knit on two needles, which is the sweater I knit for her from the Elizabeth Zimmerman Knitter's Almanac, which is the February sweater, which was evolved into the February lady sweater Mm -hmm. for adults. And she was so adorable. I that I gifted that to her with a little dress underneath that was like a denim dress with little white polka dots on it. So she's wearing this adorable denim dress with this. Adorable pink hand knit sweater over it, and she has her hair. She has very long hair. She has her hair in a little ponytail on top of her head, like Cindy Lou Who in The <laughs> Grinch Who Stole Christmas. And she just is so adorable. And she sent me this picture yesterday, and I was so happy. Like, oh my gosh, her eight month old. Them at home pictures. They weren't like at a photo gallery or anything, but she was all dressed up in her handmade by Grandma outfit, and it was so cute. I had to share that. Nice. <laughs> so cute. And in that case. Well, that one does have sleeves, but I also knit the Clara dress. So if you're knitting for a girl, especially if it's a garment that doesn't have sleeves, that's a bonus too, because then they can't get too short. Yeah,
1: definitely. So yeah, the takeaway plan strategically if you know ahead of time, but the great part of making knitwear is how forgiving the fabric that we make when we knit is It stretches with us. It moves with us. This is why in general, people love to wear knitwear because it does stretch and move more than, for example, a woven fabric and try to embrace the body that you have and knit for the body you have. Knit to make yourself happy. Knit to make yourself happy and knit to make yourself feel good. Yeah, life's knit too to short make to yourself... not knit what you want for yes, yourself. it's too exactly. short. But knit something to make yourself happy and knit something to make yourself feel good. And wear it with pride. And when people say, hey, that looks fabulous on you, say, I made this. Thank yeah. you. Oh,
0: <laughs> and I have a funny story. So I drove to Brookings to drop off my mom's car. Yeah. And she took me to Harris State Beach, which is directly across the street from their house, practically. And we were walking along the beach and I'm walking up behind this woman. And I thought, oh, that's a really pretty sweater. Oh, that's a handmade sweater. Oh, that's a weekender sweater. So as I was walking past her, I said, nice weekender. And she's Just spun around and looked at me and she said, how did you know? And I said, well, I've knit one too. So we had a little conversation on the beach about how beautiful her sweater was. And it was her first time wearing it. And I said, oh, good first outing because it was the sunset. It was a beautiful night. And she looked very gorgeous in her weekend sweater. That's great. Yeah. So when someone says, nice sweater, I made this. And this is a good transition into the colors of fall update because hopefully you're knitting your colors of fall item and putting together your outfit. Yes, don't forget it has to be a model shot in some way showing how you're going to use that piece in an outfit, even if it's socks. You can't just take a picture of your feet. (laughs) That doesn't count. So style it with the shoes you'd wear and the pants, etc. You can look in the FO thread to see how people have done that. And there are some gorgeous pieces and they are being worn with very happy faces on very happy people of all shapes and sizes. And as of Yesterday, we had 61 finished objects already. Oh my gosh. We have until midnight, September 23rd to finish. That's the fall equinox. So we have several weeks left until it closes. And I wanted to do a thumbs up for Allie, who is AK Cronin on Ravelry. I was scrolling through the finished object pictures and she knit a ripple bralette. And socks, I think, too. But she has the cutest picture of herself pulling up her T-shirt to show her ripple bralette underneath. (laughs) And it's so adorable. So that was really cute. Charlene and I have both considered knitting that. Mm -hmm. And I love seeing how many socks people have knit for the colors of fall. Lots and lots of socks in the FO thread. So beautiful work on all the projects. And it's been really fun to see not only all of our Regular people who have participated in our knit-alongs for many, many years, but there are a lot of new a lot people. Of new I'm faces so happy and
1: voices. I'm very happy about yeah. that too. Welcome it's been very fun, to
0: everyone. Yeah, welcome aboard the annual Colors of Fall Knit Along. And again, we have a few weeks, so don't forget mm-hmm. to get your pictures in. And I was going to read the prizes, but we don't have very good cell reception up here, so I'm not going to read them. On this episode, but as of last count, I think we have about 20 prizes yeah, right now, and they're all really few. nice prizes. So, from a handmade wooden yarn bowl by Mary, who is the Coney hot dog. I guess, sorry, I don't think I'm getting your Ravelry name right, Mary, but her husband mm-hmm. made that wood yarn bowl. Through yarns, we have sets of three skeins of yarn, and we have hand dyed yarns, we have patterns, we have all sorts of cool things. So, Last episode, I said that it was the first post in the FO thread, and that was a lie. It's the first post in the chatter thread where Robbie and I have listed all the prizes. And Robbie, thank you so much for helping me with listing the prizes. So take a peek. Thank you to everyone who has donated, and
1: it's super fun to watch. So thank you to everyone. And please, please, please love the body that you're knitting for today. Make it look beautiful. Wear what you make with pride. Yay. (laughs) Happy knitting. Happy knitting, everyone. Bye. Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniax Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniax.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniax Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gales is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.